fridge and opened it. One ticket for Ms. Rebecca Finch and one for Mr. Dominic Townsend. I hadn't turned round straight away, needing a few seconds to change my expression from panic to pleasure. I didn't have time to go away. I didn't need a holiday. We had one, three, no, maybe it was four, mm, no, actually, six months earlier. Anyway, not a very long ago. What I needed were days of uninterrupted solitude, with no other demands on my time and energies than that of work. Facing the open fridge, inhaling the chill air that smelt of ambitious French cheeses, I attempted an expression of joyful surprise. I noticed the little heart pierced by an arrow, his sign to me on the ticket folder, and I felt a mean-spirited and ungrateful woman. I spun round and widened my smile. Wow, I said. Wow, 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 a trip to Paris. And we leave tomorrow. Goodness. He frowned up at me from his chair. I thought you'd be thrilled. Oh, I am, I am. I rushed over to him and hugged his shoulders, resting my chin on his dark head. Dominic was at his best in Paris. I suddenly longed for the way we used to be. Long Sunday lunches, when we hardly ate a thing, as we were too busy talking and listening, never letting go of the other's hand as we strolled, going to sleep in each other's arms and waking up smiling. He took my hand, pulling it to his lips. I should hope you are. You're a very lucky woman. Anyway, do you know how long it's been since we were last in Paris? I booked us into this little pension Amanda was telling me about. I know you like that other place, but it'll be good for you to get out of your comfort zone. And I really had enjoyed the trip, barely thinking about work, but just walking, reading in cafes, and watching, of course. It had been three such very peaceful days. There'd been no time to keep, no itinerary. If I wanted to sit and read for an hour over breakfast, I could. If I wanted to slip into a cinema instead of going to a museum... I could do that too. As I rested my head against the seat back, fast-forwarded through the landscape, I thought Dominic was right. A few days away was exactly what I had needed. The trip had not begun so promisingly, however. Have you got the keys? Dominic had asked as we were about to leave the house. Oh, please, don't give me that vague look. I had narrowed my eyes in an obvious attempt to concentrate. In the dish, I said. If they'd been in the dish, I wouldn't have had to ask you for them. I nodded. Of course. So where are they? The keys. I searched my mind for clues, but all I saw was Dominic, like a giant bottle, filling up with ire. When had I last had the keys? When I'd come home from somewhere, of course. And when had that been? My brow cleared and I smiled with relief. The day before yesterday. What are you talking about? That's when I last went out, so that's when I had the keys last. The bottle overflowed. I can't do this. You know I get stressed when I travel. Do you wind me up deliberately? And what do you mean you went out the day before yesterday? Haven't you been out since? I, I was getting on so well with work I didn't want the disruption. You mean you haven't even been out for a walk around the block? 
That's disgusting. Then I remembered. I had packed the keys in my sponge bag last night so that I wouldn't forget them. I squatted down in the hallway and opened my suitcase, hauling out the white and blue striped bag and lifting out the silver heart keyring. There they are, I grinned at him. I knew I hadn't lost them. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. He'd snatched them from me and put them in his pocket. On the Eurostar platform, he'd give me one of his rueful smiles. <laughs> I'm sorry I yelled at you. I had tried hard not to resent his apology, but I didn't altogether succeed. When we first met, I'd found his facility for apologising endearing, generous even. For my ex-husband, the word sorry seemed to come equipped with two hooks, one for each side of his gullet, preventing it from going any further. Then again...